Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 841. Know your why. Don't let money drive your path. Make the jump and live your life, not someone else's. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Brad McRae. Hey, Brad, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready to roll. Let's do this. All right. Brad McRae is the founder of Authentic Details in Austin, Texas. His mission is to bring that new car feeling back to owners and teach them a simple way to maintain the value of their automobiles. Brad is a vehicle transformation specialist with a focus on exotics, daily drivers, show cars, and more with a talent for paint correction. Brad is a lifelong auto enthusiast, and his friends and customers say a perfectionist in automotive appearances. As a kid, he restored anything he could get his hands on, from his Hot Wheels to his BMX bikes. And after a career in the corporate world, Brad decided to make the jump and do what he loved and focus full-time on his detailing business, something that he'd been doing on the side for years. His is a modern approach to detail shop focused on perfection and protection. So, Brad, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your business and your passion for keeping automobiles looking really nice? (laughs) Yeah, happy to. So, first of all, the business, I've got a different take on what detailing is, I think, than than most. I've seen a lot of kind of the fly-by-night detailers and I've seen a lot of the results of the cars that these detailers put out. And, you know, my main objective is really to help educate our audience and help them understand what detailing should be, what it's not, so that uh, they have proper expectations, whether they come to to my shop or someone else's. Ideally, I'd love for them to come and work with me. But uh, at at the very least, I want great cars out there because I love them so much. So, you know, it's funny, the, the passion that I had began as far back as I can remember. I remember uh, building little dirt race tracks in my front yard and running my Hot Wheels around them. <laughs> I and did then they the would same get dirty. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd get damaged by all the stones and everything. And then I found myself stripping the paint off and trying to make them look brand new again. Um, and that's when I think that obsession with uh, perfecting things began. Uh, then, like you mentioned, I tore apart my BMX bikes and polished every component, uh, started detailing my mom's car and my dad's car. The neighbors started asking me mm. to detail their cars. Yeah. Um, And that's when I started learning about products and I started experimenting quite frequently. I I remember one of the the biggest uh, mistakes I made was uh, grabbing a rotary buffer with a wool pad and some rubbing compound and turn that thing on full speed across my brother's bumper. Ouch. And uh, (laughs) it's exposed uh, all white underneath. Yeah, what's that? So, (laughs) yes, that was my first lesson in uh, what rubbing compound and uh, high speed buffers can do. Yeah. Uh, so from there, you know, I started actually asking for money to do the work. And I, I had a detail inside and out. I was charging just a, a mere 35 bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a steal for anybody getting that type of work for, for that type of dollar. But it was really my opportunity to learn. And I learned a ton. And I started looking up different products, experimenting different techniques and processes and ways to get faster and better and bring that best result back to the customers. You know, for me, detailing is really about bringing an automobile back to its showroom new look. 
Right. So I don't believe in greasy finishes, um, overly shiny tires, you know, shiny uh, plastic trim or anything like that. And so that's what I've really focused on. What products are going to bring that to the customers? And then also helping to educate them because, you know, as one of the founders of Griot's Garage, that uh, there's a ton of products out there. Yeah. And there's a lot of them that are honestly junk. They're just very well marketed. And when you go to an AutoZone or a Walmart and look at the shelf, it's a dizzying array of, of choices <laughs> yeah, to make. Yes, yeah. And consumers, unfortunately, don't know. And so it's one of the biggest questions I'm always asked after I make a car look perfect is, okay, thanks, Brad. But how do I keep it this way? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now part of my mission has also become to educate our audiences about what products really do work, which ones are going to bring you the value. And knowing that sometimes you pay a little bit more, but you get a better product in return, it's going to save you time. And you're actually going to protect and nourish your vehicle the way you should. Yeah. Now, this is a great story. You and I share so much. I know in our pre-show chat, we talked about that. I started detailing cars when I was a kid. And uh, I think the great thing about what you're doing is that education part so that people understand mm-hmm. how they can keep their car looking as good as they can for as long as they can so that they don't have to come back to you week after week. It can spread out a little bit longer. So we're going to learn a lot more about this as we continue on your journey journey. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning or the random orbital buffer pads buffing here on Cars Yeah. So Brad, take the wheel. Yeah, my my it's so funny. My most inspirational quote that I say over and over again and probably the one that inspired me to make my jump is the quote that goes, that which does not kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, how, how have you incorporated that into this new business you've started? Because you, you mentioned making the jump, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show. I love it when people decide, you know what, I'm going to wrap my passion for what I love about cars into my vocation. So how have you used that uh, mantra in this transition for yourself? Yeah, you know, the biggest thing is one, allowing myself to fail on small small attempts, uh, small trials, and being okay with the fact that something might fail. Uh, but to be honest, uh, making the jump from a corporate job that feels, quote unquote, secure to something that feels unsecure, mm-hmm. uh, but you're pursuing your passion is pretty terrifying. Yeah. So that's the mantra I have to be willing to accept. And that's the one I repeat over and over in my head. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's true. And I've heard it from 840 guests before you, no matter what level of success they're at when they're on this show, there was always that beginning. There was always that start. And I've heard some pretty amazing stories from my guests of near failure points where they thought, this is it, this is the end. And somehow they figured out a way to fail better, as I always say. Exactly. And more importantly, learn from that. We're going to get to that failure challenge question in a moment. But before we do, I would love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for cars. You played with Matchbox like I did. You had a BMX bike like I did. I mean, sounds like we had similar lifestyles growing up as a kid. But tell us about that (laughs) pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed a car guy. There was one, and I I remember it explicitly. And it was I was about ten years old, and I have an older brother five years older than me. Uh, obviously, he was way too cool for me to hang around, but I admired him. And he handed me a Road and Track magazine, and I remember the cover was uh, one of the ones with a. Uh, you remember David Kimball's cutaway drawings? Oh yeah, yeah. And so there was an F forty Ferrari F forty on the cover. He did his cutaway drawing, and I could not put that magazine down. I read every page repeatedly. I've looked at every spec of every vehicle in the back of the magazine. And at some po- at one point, he became tired of the magazines and I found myself jumping on my bike every month to go to the grocery store to go pick up my own issue because <laughs> yeah. I was so 
just enthralled with the automobile and everything that it was. Yeah, well, an F40, that's a nice way to start a passion for sure. There's a <laughs> there's a very special car. Well, let's get on with the question at hand here, and that is a big challenge or a big failure. You talked about that mantra, daring to fail, uh, that which does mm-hmm. not kill you will make you stronger. So let's take us to a time where you had one of those moments. Walk us through that painful time, but more importantly, how did that help you grow and what did you learn from that so you can move forward? Sure. Yeah, there's there's one moment that I reference pretty frequently. And um, some of us grow up in, in great worlds and others, uh, others of us grow up in difficult times. And I was one of those that had a, a tough childhood. I had an alcoholic father who was not involved, uh, a mother who was trying to raise four kids by herself. Oh my. Uh, two of those that were just newborn babies when my, my father left. You know, through my life, he pr- said, hey, I'm going to show up. I'll see you guys this weekend. And there very rarely showed up. Oh. Uh, I partied a lot, drank nonstop. So, you know, that's that that is what it was. Right. Yeah. And I just didn't know any different at that time. But obviously, as, an, as a boy growing into an adolescent male and into a man, that has a major effect on your your ability to think clearly. Right, right. So when I was 23, I found myself uh, working at some of the bars downtown here in Austin. And it was a wild choice, really didn't know what I was getting myself into. And I actually ended up meeting a woman that I dated for quite a bit of time, a very, very strong, amazing, amazing woman. And uh, I think I looked up a year later and realized, wow, it's a Tuesday night and I'm drinking and I'm out with other people that I don't even know. And I skipped out on a weekend with my daughter the previous weekend. Mm-hmm. And that kind of got me thinking. And then the, the woman I was dating says she wasn't going to date me anymore because the actions that I'm taking don't represent the person that she sees that I am inside. Mm. So I think in that moment, it was this light hit, this clarity hit that right. said, wow, I need to change my course because yeah. I am not going to go the path of my father. And I think at that moment, I became... A completely different person, just focused on bettering myself, reading as much as I could, uh, attending seminars, talking to coaches and doing anything I could to grow myself into a better person. So that was the pivotal moment yeah. in my life uh, when in my 20s where I really made the transformation to becoming a, a better person. Wow. You know, kudos to you on so many fronts here. One, for taking us to a very personal time in your life. I really appreciate that. And two, for recognizing at a point oh my gosh, I'm following something here that I shouldn't be following. And, you know, uh, I've known many people that have grown up with a challenging parent. It seems to always be the man. I don't know why that is, but, you know, that that has a problem with drinking and just destroys a family and and destroys their own life, too. And, you know... Couple things happen there that are takeaways for me. One is you met a special person in your life, this woman who kind of gave you a slap in the face and said, you know what? You don't buck up. I'm out of here. And that was a wake up call. The fact that that night you looked around and went, you know what? I'm hanging around with people I don't even like. I don't even know. I'm drinking. What am I doing? And the fact that you were able to make that transition is pretty amazing because some people, many people can't. So if there's one to take away from this situation, you could share with somebody who might be facing something similar or have a friend who's, they see them going down this path. What's one thing you can share that might help them turn that switch and change their life? Gosh, you know, for me, I, I had a daughter at the time, and she was very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but for anyone, I think it's just most important to look at the core of what's what's truly important to you. And it's really hard to do because we're you know we're constantly inundated with things that are 
not supposed to be important, but other people make them important for us. So I think it's just important for you or anyone else just to stay true to your core. And I think as we start talking, you're going to see that 20 years later, I'm finally getting to that place. But uh, that's, that's the biggest piece of advice is to find your core and stay true to it. Absolutely. And the other thing that helps, and my listeners have heard me say this, it's something my mom taught me. Hang out with people that are better and stronger than you and strive to be yeah. like them. You you know, we are what we hang out with. And when you hang Indeed. out with, with problem people and people who have challenges or drinking drugs, losers, whatever it might be, they can bring you right down to their level. Don't let other people bring you down to their level. Hang out with better people and let them pull you up to their level. And they will. They really will. So now, I have to agree with you there, Mark. I, um, you know, I, I got that same advice and I sought people that I admired and people that actually intimidated me. And I started making time to spend with them or trying to find time to spend with them. And that uh, had a, also a major influence and impact on my life. So I have to agree with you 100% there. Yeah. And those strong people typically enjoy being mentors to help others. Strong people who are, are really good at what they do and stay out of trouble, they're happy to, to help people. As long as you show Indeed. some inclination to want some help. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call an aha moment in your career and your life. It's a time when those headlights come on. <laughs> what was your aha moment? It happened very recently. That's a great question. So I've been in the corporate sales world for, uh, gosh, almost 20 years, similar to what you were doing for uh, agency services, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I recently started a company, uh, started working at a company, I guess, six months ago and was really excited. They hired a VP above me that was probably one of the most untrustworthy people I had ever experienced in my career. Mm. And at the same time when that was going on, I had another good friend of mine back to someone hanging around someone that you aspire to be, a champion race car driver named Carl Scheibel. He's here in Austin and he is a uh, success coach now. And we were talking about industries. And we were talking about detailing and we were talking about paint protection film and window tanning and paint correction. And we were doing this while we were at speed carving corners in his boxer spider of all things. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, and I just started telling him what my vision was. And I'm like, look, these are the things that I see. And I just think there's so much opportunity here. And I, I just think that there's a lot of people that would benefit from what I'm trying to do. And he turned to me and says, you get something like that going and I will get involved financially and personally. Wow. And that's when I said, holy cow. Yeah. Someone believes in it. And it's it's a legit person that I aspire to be, that I look up to, that's had success in business, success in life. Yeah. And that was my aha moment that said, you know what? Why am I playing this game? Why am I playing this game of chasing something that's not true to my heart? Mm -hmm. Just jump. Go after it. And that's what I decided. I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I'm, I'm going to just go towards the fear. And I remember this quote by uh, Will Smith. He said, bliss is on the other side of fear. Yes. <laughs> and yes. that's the one I've been repeating as well, just to keep me, keep me straight on, you know, moving towards that fear and, and going and making something great happen that uh, is at my core. You know, and that was an awesome segue you made there because we had just talked about spending your time with people that you hold above your station. And the fact that you were with a guy who was successful and he saw that light in you and is willing to... Uh, help support you, there you go. Because if you were hanging around with a guy on a Tuesday night that was drunk at midnight, he probably wouldn't offered you that, would he? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> he probably would have offered another drink. <laughs> yeah, probably so, or he would have bummed a drink off you. So, oh, what a great story. Well, how about a Prouder's career moment? I would assume you've had many of those, but is there one that stands out for you? A proudest career moment. Wow. 
You know, I would say the the moment that I got my first big boy job, um, you know, when I started from the ground working from a bar and then going into a professional sales career, you pretty much start at the very bottom. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment when someone took a chance on me because they saw something and they liked what, uh, what I was doing. And so I got, you know, a real paycheck, which was, you know, significantly higher than what I was used to getting. Right. And uh, I think that was the moment I realized, okay, you know, I'm, I'm no longer my father. Yeah. And I am now a professional person, wow. a, a good person, someone that, uh, that people want to have on their team. Wow, what a bold statement there, too. And, and I understand where that came from because of the challenges your father had with drinking. Wow, that's a bold thing to say and a very uh, honest thing to say, too. So I appreciate that. Well, sure. let's lighten the load here a little bit again because we've gotten, we gotten <laughs> pretty heavy a few times in this talk, but I appreciate that. I'd love to hear about your first really special car. That first time you got a car that you went, man, this is so cool, and maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle. Yeah, that's, gosh, a huge smile on my face right now. <laughs> there you we're, go. We're, we're talking about cars, yeah. right? Yeah. So the first, it's, it's funny, the first car that uh, I remember having the most amount of fun and that I enjoyed the most was my 92 Camaro 1LE. Oh, nice. And I don't know how much you know about those cars, but uh, they're pretty rare. They only had uh, about 170 made or something along those lines, and it was a car built for uh, cup races in Canada. And that car was so much fun. It was a manual it had a small little V8 in it, but that's when I learned with the what dumping the clutch with a lot of torque would do to a vehicle. So I think that car spent more time sideways than it did straight. But uh, yeah. it was it was a load of fun. I loved it. Oh, what fun! Yeah, that is well, and that's that's a pretty, really unique car. I mean, they made so few. It is. That's pretty cool. Well, does that lead us into the next sad question? That is the seller's remorse story. Uh, is that the car you wish yeah. you had back, or is there another one? There's another one, actually, a okay. different car. Um, so that car was the one that gave me the most smiles. There was another one that probably is, is the most special to me. And there was um, a car that my brothers and I spent about 18 months putting our time, effort, and energy into just to take a shot at seeing if there was this vision idea of transforming a vehicle into something that uh, someone wanted. And that only needed to be one person and we were going to sell that car for 10 times what the typical car of that kind was going for and so through this experience my brothers and i grew so much as a, as a you know a, a, as brothers and yeah. then uh, also we learned so much along the way and we put so much time energy and effort into this this little acura legend coupe and it was a not a typical car that uh, people remember, but it was a highly desirable car of its time and we basically transformed it into something that uh, was as if they remade that car in uh, 2008. So that car is one that I would love to have back. And fortunately for me, I know that has it. And I've told him, if you ever think about selling that thing, you just call me <laughs> and I will buy it back <laughs> from you in a heartbeat because it has that much sentimental value to it. Wow. The Legend is a nice car. My wife and I bought a brand new Acura Legend when we were kind of young in our marriage, and it was a great car. We had that car for like 11 or 12 years, and yeah. our kids were little in the back, and she drove it as a work car, if you will, but I always enjoyed driving it. We took it on many trips, drove it on ski trips and things when we were living in San Diego, California, and brought it up here to the Pacific Northwest, so... Yeah, they made uh, great cars, uh, that's for sure. And I think we originally went in to buy the, uh, what was the five-cylinder car that they made back then? 
the uh, uh, vigor, the vigor, yeah. Vigor. But they had a very <laughs> clever salesman who talked us into the the more expensive car by saying, "Well, why don't you drive this as a comparison?" Oh gosh, I I was like a fish <laughs> with a hook in my mouth. I just got led right to the frying table. So, uh, so but funny. yeah, great cars. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. What are you doing right now with your business? Explain all the different things you do for your customers that has you really excited and fired up. Yeah. So right now we're actually in the process of building out our shop. So that's one of the very important features to me because one of the things I want to do is be able to take our customers through the shop and explain to them you know, how we do it here at Authentic Details. So that's one of the most more exciting things. And then we're also working on basically how are we going to curate products that we can help customers learn about them and actually use them after they car the car leaves our shop. So I'd say those two are the biggest things that we're working on right now. Very cool. So if I was to come to your business there in Austin and have my car detailed, um, what are all the different things that you can do for me? Gosh, you know, it's funny. There's a, there's thousands of different things that people need on their cars, and we've got all different levels of detailing because everybody has different needs, right? Um, so someone just needs a simple, hey, just freshen it up, run a clay bar over this thing, get the paint smooth, and give me a coat of wax, and we can do that. And whenever we do that process, you're going to still get the car back with fully detailed out wheel wells, engine bay, leather reconditioned and cleaned, and carpets all cleaned. I mean, everything is going to look as close to new as we can get it. Then beyond that, there's people that say, I really want it to look brand new or even better than new. So that's when we'll get into the full paint correction side of things. And so there we might be doing uh, either a one-step polish or three to four steps of polishing, depending on uh, how severe the paint is and how much someone wants to pay to get it to perfection. So after that, sometimes people just want the regular coat of sealant on the car. And other times they want us to do these ceramic coatings so that they can get, you know, longer life out of the uh, the protection. And obviously the coatings today, I'm sure you're familiar with those are pretty amazing. Oh, they're prevent. incredible what's going on today. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> compared to my, wild. Yeah, my old days of uh, carnauba wax and sealants and things like that. And some of the things I'm seeing now are just spectacular. They're just amazing. I think the biggest thing is protection from bird droppings and you know paint etching. You know, with the, seal- with the sealants and waxes, you don't get that. But with the uh, ceramic coatings, you get the protection of your paint being destroyed by uh, bird droppings or acid rain or whatever. On top of that, we're also going to offer paint protection film installation. So once you get that kind of work done, you know, you're going to want to protect your paint from rock chips. We've got people that take their cars to the track, so they want to, to add the paint protection film. Mm-hmm. And then it will also be doing window tinting services. Very nice. So a full service all the way through every step. So very, very cool. Well, I'm very happy for you. I can't wait till you have your shop done. Send me pictures when you're all set up. I'll be very excited to see what you've got going there. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Brad. I ask all my guests this. If you were a car, what kind of car would Brad be and why? Oh, yeah. I I thought about this question a little bit. And I think that, uh, you know, for me, I always love the 69 Mustangs fastback. And it, to me, when I look at that car, I'm a big guy. I'm six four, you know, just just a big dude. And yeah. so when people see me, they they think, "Gosh, you're you're a big guy." I think I'm normal sized. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the Mustang is one of those cars, right? It's a big yeah. muscle car. But I would imagine it having one of the Coyote Motors, you oh. know, modernized interior, yeah. your full racing chassis. Because I also believe in something that's modern and and uh, you know timeless and different than what it was when it first started. But I also think, okay, well, a car like that's probably been through some rough time. It had some body rust at one point, and it's been, now it's getting itself rebuilt into a refined machine. 
So that's what I would see is that that explains me to the T, I think, of the life story of Brad McRae. I like that. I appreciate you putting some thought into that. I love those 60s, <laughs> mid to late 60s car. I had a 66 Fastback Mustang. It was a really fun oh, car. I drove it to work so every beautiful. day. Yeah, it was, it was a blast. So nice choice. Nice choice. Well, Brad, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah! sponsors. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right. 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. All right, Brad, we are back, and we're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that Mustang throttle. So here we go. <laughs> What's the best automotive advice you've ever received or car care advice? You know, the best advice I've ever received is you take quality care of your vehicles, and they will take care of you. So yeah. believe in religious maintenance, and you will have a car that will last a very long time. Absolutely. And I'm going to throw another tip in here, and my regular listeners have probably heard this but it's it has proved true every time if you're going to sell a car take it to a professional detailer and have them go through the whole thing because you will get that money and more back i guarantee it absolutely every time the other little trick i've learned clean your engine bay before you take your car in for service because when that service technician opens your your bonnet and looks inside he's going to go oh i've got one of these guys i better be extra careful Absolutely agree, 100%. (laughs) It works. It works. Absolutely. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your successes over the years? Keep driving. That's the one. Don't stop. If you fall down, get back up. 
Yep. Keep going. Yeah, if you fall down, at least fall forward. At least you're that much further ahead. So <laughs> that's, <right. laughs> that's what I always you may, say. You may fall over the finish line along the way. You might, yeah, and just never fall back. Always fall forward. Now, how about a resource? There's lots of them out there, lots of great resources these days. But are, is there one or maybe two you really would like to share? There is. There's a guy that I've been following recently that I've gotten a lot of value from, and he's very short, succinct videos on YouTube. He's got a book. Uh, his name is Simon Sinek. And he has a take on people, and he's, his story and belief is really based on anthropological psychology. So the way we think and the way we've always thought. And it's so introspective. You can use the data and information that he talks about in so many different ways across business and life. So he's been one of the ones I've been really attracted to lately. Yeah, I love him. There's a great YouTube of him uh, explaining the word why in your life, yes. in your business. And in fact, I even have a place on my Carjao website where I talk about why Carjao was started because to me, what he did there was so brilliant. And that is if you're going to do anything, you need to first know why you're doing that and really understand it. Yeah, Simon Sinek. Yeah, check that out. In fact, I'm going to put a link on your show notes page here on the Carjao website to Simon Sinek, some of his things because uh He's really, really, really great. I love listening to him and reading all his stuff. Now, how about a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Who would that be? <laughs> uh, Chip Foose. Oh! Uh, that guy, to me, he's a savant. He's so skilled in his craft, and he's also such a genuine, caring, awesome person. And I, I feel like I could spend hours with a guy like that. Yeah. You know, I've been trying to get him on the show. He was actually going to be my 500th guest and something happened. He got sick and we couldn't do it. And I'm still trying. If anyone out there listening <laughs> knows him that would please ask him to call me because getting to him personally, he's got some walls around him that protect him that are really, mm -hmm. really challenging. But uh, I'll get him on the show eventually because I really admire that guy. I really admire his design sense too, because I'm a designer at heart. I come from the creative world and uh, he's created some really, really brilliant design cars and things and he seems like a really nice guy too so Indeed. much much agree well how about a book is there a book you've read you think our listeners would enjoy back to simon sinek there you start go. with why start that with book yeah. can help change your game it's uh it's a great book highly recommend it absolutely absolutely well listeners i'll make sure that all these great links are on brad's show notes page on the cars yeah website just go to cars .com, type in brad mccray his last name is spelled m-c-r-a-e you will find links to everything he shared with us today, including books. And there's a great place on the website called Guest Recommended Books, where I've got this Simon Sinek book and all the past Guest Recommended Books listed for you. Quick, easy clicks to buy. I've made it really easy. It's an amazing resource on the Cars yeah! website. All right, Brad, here's the last question. We're up to the checkered flag, and this can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm buying you any cool collector car in the world. Doesn't matter what it is. Money's no object. You just tell me what you want, and I'll go find it. What would that car be and why? A 2006 Ford GT. Oh, my goodness. I think that's the coolest car ever made. And it's an American supercar, timeless design, and those designers did a perfect execution of the old version. Yes, yeah. Uh, you've picked a really special car. I've, have you ever been able to drive one of those? I can't fit in one. <laughs> well, you know, I was I as I was saying that, I was thinking, you know what? I wonder if he could even fit in that car because... I can't. But it's still such a beautiful car. <laughs> oh, man. You know, and I had Camilo Pardo. He was the lead designer on that car when they when they designed that first car. You should go back and listen to Cars yeah episode number 809 and 810. He actually spoke for so long, I made two shows out of his show. But 
Awesome. He talks about the design of that car and a lot of things. And when that car first came out, uh, a past friend of mine had one. I got to drive it, got some rides in it. In fact, I got to drive a Superformance GT40 about three weeks ago. I was in L.A. at uh, Lance Standard's place, Superformance Hillbank. And I know that's a different car than the the street version, the 2006 Ford GT. The one I drove was more like a real race car. Um, it was mm-hmm. pretty raw, pretty fun, but uh, – a Ford GT. So which uh, livery would you like? What's the color option I should be looking for? Gosh, the blue with no stripes. Ah, uh, that would be cool. Yeah, I I knew another guy here where I lived that had a black one with no stripes. And it, yep. it, it made the car look very different than the other car, the other cars with the stripes on them. And, uh, you know, I had a Matchbox that was white with blue stripes, that famous Ford racing livery. And that's the one I think I would pick for that car. But... uh Ah, yes, that'll be nice. Well, you're going to cost me a pretty penny today, Brad. I better get to work. Those cars have maintained their value, and they've gone up uh, years lately. So uh, they become kind of pricey. They're in the 450 range, I think, <laughs> right now. Do you remember when it came out? It oh, was yeah. only like 75 grand or something like that. Well, they, they were a little more car. than that. I think they were about, they were over 100000 But I tell you what, I got to spend a day with the very first one that was sold to a private citizen. It's a gentleman up here in the Pacific oh, Northwest. He won it in a an auction where they actually donated all the money for uh, what he donated to that car. It's blue. His is blue with the white stripes. And I got to play with that car all day. He was the first private citizen to own one. And I was just so impressed by everything they did on that car. Yeah. It's uh, driving them and getting in them. But, yeah, you're going to have a little hard time. We're going to have to modify the seats, I think, so that you can fit in that thing. But that's okay. We'll do that for you. No problem. I'd, I'd figure that out. <laughs> I'm sure you could figure out a way to squeeze yourself in there. Brad, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you, and I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that 4GT? I can. Know your why. Don't let money drive your path. Make the jump and live your life, not someone else's. Ah, Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. And what's the best way for our listeners to follow along and learn more about you? I go to the Authentic Details website. That's www.authenticdetails.com. You can like us on Facebook as well. And I post regular blogs and content on both places. There you go. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Brad has shared on his show notes page at carsyad.com. Check out his website. It's a beautiful website, by the way. I love it. Being a designer and coming from that world, you did an awesome job or whoever you had help you with that. Uh, did a really nice job. It's a very nice website, very different from traditional detailers' websites. I like what you're doing there. It's a whole different vibe, different feel. So again, listeners, you can find links on Brad's show notes page. Brad, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. Have a great one. You too. Thank you. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? to design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, 
You'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! 